بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم نحمده ونصلي على رسوله الكريم اما بعد This is compilation of the various mulfuzat of Hazrat Maulana Ashraf Ali Thani rahmatullah alayhi This is not something that deals with any one particular subject but rather is a random selection of mulfuzat and statements advices and which deal with a whole host of the issues pertaining to islam etc so inshallah we will read some of these aspects that we have time with the object again that each time we read something listen to something is to reflect upon ourselves what i have correct in myself or if i have this particular issue in my life then how to now apply the prescription so this is the niyat with which we are to read or to listen to this bismillahir rahmanir rahim jhoot ka ilaj farmaya ke jisko jhoot bolne ki aadat ho بہت برا علاج اس کا یہ ہے کہ جب کذب صادر ہو فوراً اپنی تکذیب مخاطب کے سامنے کرے کہ یہ بات میری کذب ہے سمری ہیز بکم ہیبیچول لایر ہیبیچول لایر ون از پرسن از ان کائنڈ آف پرابلم مے بی از ناؤل بیکاز آف وٹ ایور ڈزنٹ ٹو لائی lying is a major sin in one hadith sharif nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam asked can a mu'min be a miser that is possible not a good thing not something that should be the case it's possible can he be a coward is possible obviously not a good quality at all something that should never be there but it's possible can he be a liar never he cannot be a liar meaning this is beyond imagination that a mu'min and lying these two things are just worlds apart but unfortunately find that with the weakness of iman we get caught up in things which are regarded as impossible so one is now a person sometimes gets caught in some situation so now he feels that the best thing to do for me now is to lie to get out of it whereas that is haram obviously but then sometimes this progresses to the point where it is not only in a case where a person feels that he has to lie to get out of a problem now he will lie just without any reason for example now there's some conversation taking place he's sitting and this thing one person is saying i went to timbuktu and this is what happened there and so on he's giving his whole episodes that he have happened in timbuktu and the other person went to somewhere else now he didn't go anywhere but now how can he remain without saying that he went somewhere so now he will also make up something quickly and obviously since it's all made up so he'll have the most fancy experiences now this is just in order to create an impression just to feed the ego that okay i wasn't left out Now that's just one example of where as Mufti Shafi sahab rahmatullah has written one kitab Gunah Be Lazzat 
sins which give no benefit at all. One is a sin which apparently, outwardly, not in reality. In reality, no sin can give any benefit. Because it is just a deception that I am getting benefit. Behind that benefit is hidden all the destruction. But there are some sins which are not even apparently of any benefit. This is deception upon deception. So this is also one of those things that what did the person get out of it? He got nothing. And more often than not, that lie of his is detected. That this person is just making up a story. Or sometimes just wantonly people just have the habit of lying. Now the issue is how to remedy this. Now when a person has become habitual in this, somebody asks something, he just gave the opposite answer, which was wrong, which was a lie. So now how to rectify this? When this becomes a habit, sometimes without even thinking, he already started saying the wrong thing. But what will happen is 99% of the time, that as soon as he said it, if he is now concerned about rectifying it, person not even concerned about rectifying it, he'll carry on and it won't bother him. But if he's concerned about rectifying it, now because of the force of habit, he already said the lie. But as soon as it came out of his mouth, he now will think, but I shouldn't have said this. This was wrong. I did make Toba. I committed myself not to lie in future and now I did it again. So now what's the treatment? Because this has become an ailment now. One is it was an action, now a wrong action. But now from a wrong action it has become a disease. So now how to remedy this disease. So that gives this ilaj, now according to the disease, the ilaj and the remedy, the treatment will have to be in proportion to that. A person has a little flu, that flu will give him some little tablet, and that should suffice. But if he's got something more serious, it's bronchitis, Allah forbid, Somebody suffering from pneumonia, they say, no, you have to be hospitalized. It cannot happen any other way. And if it is some medication, it will be some very high dosage of some antibiotics. So everything is in proportion to what the problem is. So here also, Hazrat is giving a treatment and an ilaj in proportion to what the problem is. That lying is such a serious malady that Nabi Salaam said, no, this is not possible for a moment. But this person got caught up in it. So the ilaj of that is that now when he just, because he's concerned, that no, I should rectify this. Now he already spoke it, he already spoke that lie, and now he's realizing that this was something I had committed myself not to do. The treatment of it is, as soon as now he realized, immediately he must tell the person, look what I just said was a lie. Now he will do that once, he might slip up a second time, it's very unlikely he'll slip up a third time. If he commits himself that every time I make this mistake and I say something which is going to be a lie, I am going to rectify at same time. I'm going to inform the person, look, what I just said was a lie. Please forgive me for it. I retract that. That was not the thing that happened. That Whatever was said was wrong. Now this is, obviously, they say it's a tough one to tell somebody that I was a liar just now. But that is safer rather than continuing to lie out of that force of habit. Because this now will remedy that 
problem in two, three times, five times at the most, inshallah, because he'll become so conscious the next time, because it'll be embarrassing. One person had uh, some, some problem, it was whatever his spiritual malady was, so he wrote to the Tamir this is my problem. So, perhaps it was ghibat or something. So I wrote to him, okay, this is the ilaj, this is the treatment. Start practicing on this, go about in this way. After some time, he wrote back whether it was guarding the gaze or something. So he wrote to him again that I am practicing already on what you, I have been practicing for now, this period of time. But my problem is still the same. I haven't yet overcome this problem. So I gave him some further advice. Okay, as of now you do this. So he did that as well. After some time he wrote again. Say, I am practicing on that properly as you described, as you mentioned. So much of time has passed practicing it. But there is still no difference in my problem. Now this is a talib. This is somebody sincerely seeking the ilaj, the remedy. He is somebody sincerely wanting to rectify himself. On the one hand, he expressed his situation. Then he took the prescription and applied it. The prescription wasn't something that was just left on the shelf. He applied it. He took that medication. That didn't seem to benefit him. So he didn't leave it at that. He now communicated that further. So many days have passed. I have been applying this. I have been doing it correctly as described. But no difference to the problem. Second time, again he informed. The third time, again he informed. Hazrat gave him a third prescription. Gave him some third advice. Now you do this. Eventually, he wrote to say, this too hasn't worked for me. So when he wrote that for the third time, another said, look, this is now something that you should do. That after that salah, where most of the people of your community are present in the masjid. Because sometimes, for example now, in some places there might be nobody or hardly anybody present during Zohar time, for example. Not that because they are not performing the Salah, they are not normally in the, in the vicinity, they are all out working somewhere. So now a person would conveniently choose the Thami Rahmatullah's Basirat. That he had that insight and depth in everything, he would shut all the doors, which in Urdu is termed as Chor Darwaza. That way a person quietly wants to sneak out of somewhere to just get away from something. That in one line he will, one word sometimes he will close all the chord darwaza. So now, the prescription that is coming, that will make it obvious that why he gave this one extra part of to it. That that salah wherein most of the musallis of the community are present. So for example now, if Fajr time, or Maghrib or Isha time now, most are present, so you choose that salah. And after the salah, you stand up and make an elan, you make an announcement, Every day. As long as this ailment remains, you make an announcement that, look brothers, I have written to my Sheikh on several occasions 
and he has prescribed some ilaj and treatment for the spiritual malady that I have, but thus far nothing has helped me. So now the only thing is I'm asking everybody to please make dua for me. That Allah Ta'ala grant me complete uh, cure from this spiritual malady. Allah Ta'ala save me from this severe sin or whatever the case may be. So now I'm begging everybody to please make dua for me. So about the fourth day this person wrote that two days I made this elan. By the third day, Alhamdulillah, this has stopped completely. And it's still just like that, mashallah, this is over. Now there are several aspects involved in this. One is his sincerity, his talab, his following of the procedure, and he was committed to getting this matter resolved. So because this matter had become severe, it had become chronic, so this was like a cancer operation, but he undertook it. Imagine standing in front of all the musallis in the masjid and announcing that uh, please I have got this severe spiritual malady, I'm involved in this guna, whatever it is, and I've written to my sheikh so many times and he's given me so many different prescriptions and nothing has helped. So now he has asked me to please ask everybody to make dua for me. This is, it'll take a person's half life out there. But he was committed that whatever happens, if this resolves my problem, then it's a very cheap bargain. And Allah Ta'ala's fazal came because of his sacrifice. That the depth of that problem came out in two days. So this is the aspect that according to the situation or whatever the issue is, the ilaj and the treatment will be given, will be in proportion to that. Maybe it might start off from something lighter, but if that doesn't help, then you have to go to something more deeper. So likewise, this ilaj and this remedy that is being prescribed, that has been prescribed here for, that a person has now become a habitual liar. He doesn't even think, and it's not something that he's trying to save himself from some situation, that too is wrong. To lie in any situation is wrong. But now it just becomes a force of habit. He'll just say something which is completely contrary to the reality without any, any apparent situation at all. And this is unfortunately not an uncommon situation. Unfortunately, not an uncommon situation. So therefore, now the ilaj of it is this. That on the spot now, because he wants to change it, he'll become conscious of it. As soon as it leaves his mouth, he'll become conscious. Now that he became conscious of it, as soon as he spoke the wrong, on the spot, he must now correct that. Tell the person, look, what I just said was a lie. And then, whatever the correct version is, give that correct version. Perhaps it might not happen a second time. And if it slips out a second time, it's very unlikely that it will happen a third time. If on the spot a person corrects this and rectifies it. غصہ کا مجرب علاج فرمایا کہ اگر اس کا التزام کر لے جب کسی پر غصہ آ جاوے تو مغضوب علی کو کچھ حدیہ دیا کرے اور قلیل ہی مقدار میں ہو تو زیادہ نفع ہو This is giving a treatment for anger A person Again here is a similar situation One is that something was really provoking, something was really serious. Then too, 
it just depends what the matter is. Obviously, there isn't one kind of situation. It depends on what the matter is. But there are two situations. One is the situation of a mubtadi, a person who is now starting off in the path of Islam and Suluk and Tazkiyah. He is a mubtadi. He is still on the initial stages of this. And the other is a person who has now gained control over all the various aspects of Islam. He is not acting out of just emotion that in on normal, general circumstances. The rare situation out of the blue, something happened once in a blue moon. That's something that is an exception. But generally, he has control over all the issues. By and large, he is moving in a way that is as required. And over time, this has come under control. All the various issues come under control. That is somebody else now. That's a muntahi. As far as the muptadi is concerned, then the prescription for the muptadi is never to express anger. If it is a issue of deen, then he must, he must set that right. But across the board, he must avoid expressing any anger. In the Hadith Sharif, Nabi Islam says, Man kahwa The word kahum. The one who suppresses his anger. This meaning of kazmi is in the original usage of the word. That where, like for example, just to understand it as an example, something that is completely now wanting to, the steam has built up inside some pot or whatever the case may be. Now after a while that lid is now also popping. So now the, that is being held down. So this is the expression, cousin. There's something all welling inside. It's not that it's some kind of just passing thought and the person well just decided, okay, I'm not going to express this thought. No, it's something that wants to explode inside. And Nabi Islam says, Man kawama The one who suppresses this anger, where he is capable of venting it. Because you're not capable of venting it everywhere. If it is somebody that is a senior person, family, elder, or one who starts sometimes, whatever the situation might be. Or if it's not anybody senior in that regard, but he just sees that this person is looking for a fight, and it seems like he hasn't practiced a long time, and he can see this person has been training for a long time too. His size is double his size too. So he is just looking for a fight because he probably wants to just, just test his skills now that how good he is at. So now he is looking for a subject. Basically in one glance he just got to realize that this person provoked me because of this now. He wants me to retaliate. Like that incident that we mentioned about that Patan who this person he offended him, and then he gave him a slap on top of that. So Padan said, no, no, I'm not angry enough yet. Give me another slap. So he thought, well, this is a free ride here. So he gave him another slap. He said, no, it's still not angry enough. Give me a third slap. So when he thought, 
Well, this is something, you know, this fellow lost his mind or something. He gained the third slab. By that time, he brought that anger to the peak. So this fellow picked him up with one hand, and from that moving train, he threw him out of the window. So the point was that this fellow sized up the situation, that he is looking for a fight, now no matter what happened, and he sees that this is a very dangerous situation for me. I could become, Allah knows best what this fellow will do to me. Now despite all the anger in him, despite him being at that height of anger, when normally he says that, well, I can't control it. I just fly off the rails. I just lose it. But that day he will keep it. Now what made him suddenly be able to keep it because of the situation? He saw that now here I am going to be in big trouble if I ever say something out of turn. So now that is not the situation being referred to in the Hadith Sharif. Because normally anger will always be vented on the weaker one. Where a person can vent that anger easily and think nothing about it, he'll vent the anger on the weak. So now he's just, all these occasions are coming up. The Bishlam says the person who vents, who, who suppresses his anger, where he could have vented it. He suppressed it, why? For the pleasure of Allah Ta'ala. Then Allah Ta'ala will grant him the man kazama ghaydan wa huwa qadirun ala infadihi mala allahu qalbahu amnan wa imana Allah Ta'ala will fill his heart with peace and iman in another hadith Nabi Islam says Allah Ta'ala will grant him the choice of the hurayin on the day of qiyamad now these are some ahadith a person who has a problem with anger for example like the hadith, also, Nabi Sallallahu when Sahabi came to him, Ausini Ya Rasulullah, give me some wasiyat, give me some advice. Nabi Sallallahu says, La taghdab, don't become angry. Again advice, more, again the same advice. Third time, same advice. Fakarrara miraran, it might have been more than three times also. Because the hadith sharif, the narrator says, he then repeatedly asked the question, Nabi Sallallahu repeatedly gave him the same answer. So now a person writes down some of these ahadis, four or five ahadis regarding anger. And one is to read it daily. Read it several times, morning, afternoon, evening. And just reading it is also going to be beneficial, but to sit and make muraqaba of it. To make muraqaba over these ahadis. That if I suppress my anger, Allah Ta'ala will bless me with this great blessing that my heart will be filled with aman and iman, with peace and with the strength of iman. So now this is something that I have to make so much of effort to acquire and in suppressing my anger, this is something that Allah Ta'ala will bless me with. The muraqaba that I am present at the Roza Mubarak for example. This is a muraqaba, just for the purpose of the ilaj. And I am wanting to present my salam, but the reply that is coming to me is, I can hear this reply with the ear of my heart, that is coming to me, la taqdab. And now the person is pondering over this, repeatedly, over and over again. This is the voice that is coming to me, 
from the Rosa Mubarak telling me, La Taghdab. And he's letting this settle in his heart over and over again. This is a ilaj, it's not something that a person should make any claims about anything. It's just a matter of an ilaj, a treatment. That this muraqaba, now when he is in a situation where this anger is now welling, provided he is doing this muraqaba diligently, regularly, properly, then this will come at that moment when he needs it. It is like that strength that he has developed by training regularly. Now when a dog is chasing him, he can use that strength. Otherwise, before he knows it, he would have already been caught up with. Oh, and now he needs to defend himself because he has been training regularly and he has strengthened himself. Now when the situation came to defend himself, somebody, Allah forbid, was trying to pickpocket him, somebody was trying to hijack him, order the cases. Allah Ta'ala save us from all situations and calamities. But that strength which he was regularly training and building up was available to be used at the time of need. So likewise, that muraqaba that he was doing daily. Now this is not something that will be achieved if he's just done haphazardly. One day he did it, five days he didn't do it, one day he did it again. Then after he got angry again, then now he decided that this was wrong to get angry. So after the anger now he decided to make some muraqaba for one, two minutes then he forgot about it. No, as a ma'mul, at a fixed time, and he is doing it diligently, this will build up that strength from within. When that person is training, he cannot now at that time fathom that what this has built up already. But he's building something. Likewise, in time, this will strengthen that ability to use the strength when needed. But now it just depends now how weak a person has become already. So, so much more he will have to train over time. Somebody is fairly healthy. With minimal training, he is already now good enough, got the strength to do whatever he needs. And somebody has weakened very much. He will require perhaps other aspects to supplement all this and to then keep training over time. Then he will also come to some fitness level. So, the issue is that a person who is committed to remedy the problem, then there are various things that will be available for him, but it will be for his, he will have to undertake it. He will have to apply the prescription. So likewise here there is one prescription that Hazrat is giving. These are things which might sometimes seem like insignificant for the problem. It might not even be apparent that where is the link between this and what I am trying to remedy. But we are talking about these remedies coming from a personality who has seen all the ups and downs, who has gone through so many patients and treated so many people that he's seen all the top ups and downs of this. And in the light of that repeated experience, these things are mentioned. It is not just some idle thought. It's in the light of repeated experience and obviously this is something Allah Ta'ala opens out on their hearts due to their taqwa, due to their turning to Allah Ta'ala. So this is something, sometimes all these things seem like very, very insignificant for what we are trying to achieve, but it is very deep. So likewise here this is the Ilaj Hazrat gives that if a person has a problem with anger, now generally this will happen on those who are closest to one. 
one's people of one's household, one's children sometimes, or those one is all the time interacting with people at work. The see if a person adopts this and he commits himself to this ilaj, that every time he vents his anger on someone, he will give that person some hadiya. And it will be more effective if that hadiya is something small. Now it might seem that, well, if I got angry on somebody, I should give him something bigger. I say that won't be so effective. Now we can't seem to fathom where's the link and why, but this is one of the things is quite obvious that if he gave something big, he'll start feeling something superior about himself also. That, well, I gave so much also. Now here you give a small amount, sometimes it's embarrassing to give the small amount too. But at the same time, he's committing himself to give that. So the person is not going to be truly impressed with what he gave because he's small. But that action of giving is an acknowledgement of guilt. It's an acknowledgement that what I did was wrong. That is why now I'm giving something to compensate for it. And the chances are that that person, because it was small, he might even make a note of that too. That he vented so much anger on me, on top of that he gave me ten rand only. So that might become an added ilaj. So this is something which Hazrat is applied, giving the advice, that a person who adopts this procedure without fail, without fail he adopts this procedure, as mentioned, that this muptadi, this muptadi has to make it incumbent upon himself. That come what may, whatever the situation is, he will address the situation if it requires something to be rectified. One is somebody made some comment against him, there's nothing to rectify there. Now he'll say that, no, you need to sort this out, because otherwise this person will make a habit of it. Today he did it with me, tomorrow he'll do it to somebody else, I need to sort him out. So, we only decided to sort him out when he did it to us. Many a times we've seen this person do it to everybody else, that time we didn't regard it necessary to sort him out. So this is all shaitan's deception. It wasn't a matter that so somebody else mustn't get hurt by him, it was a matter of just venting our emotion, our revenge was required. So this is not something that we doing with any sincerity to rectify anybody. So the muptadi, the prescription for him is that until this... Now, anger is not something that is a, a trait which has to be uprooted. It's not a trait that has to be uprooted. This is a necessary trait. Anger that is misplaced is haram. Anger that is vented in the wrong place is haram. Otherwise, there are certain situations where that anger is necessary. There's a lot of detail in that. Not necessary to go into those details now. But the point that we wish to just highlight here is that there are valid occasions for anger. But when a person is on the muptadi level, Shaitan will keep deceiving him that this too was valid. And this too was valid. No, this was required. As a result, maybe some of it was necessary, or if not necessary, acceptable, and much of it was not. So the 
ठीक पर बोलना था द रेबडी बोले ठीक प्लेज बिकॉज ही जस्ट कीप हिज माइंड वुड जस्ट प्ले जेम्स विद हिम नॉट दिस टू वॉज एक्सेप्टेबल एंड दिस टू वॉज वैलेंट सो फॉर अ पीरियड ऑफ टाइम अंटिल इट कम्स टोटली अंडर कंट्रोल दैट ही इज नाउ एबल टू जज द सिचुएशन ऑन द स्पॉट एंड इफ इट इज नॉट वैलिड ही कैन होल्ड इट ऑन द स्पॉट एंड इफ इट इज वैलिड दैट इज वैलिड द इंसिडेंट ऑफ हजरत अली रजी तन विच हैज बीन quoted by many of the mashayikh haven't seen it directly in any source but it many of the seniors have quoted this of that incident where this jo said something against nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam ali radhiyallahu dropped him because now this was a severe crime that he committed and he got onto his chest and he was about to kill him Now, all this was a venting of anger but this was for allah taala this wasn't for any personal anger but at that moment as he was about to just finish his fellow off he spat in the face of ali radhiallahu ta'ala and in that instant as soon as he did this he woke up and walked away from there somebody who observed this they asked him that this is a strange thing you already had overpowered him you are about to now finish him off and when he spat on you you left you left him that was was something that should have now provoked you to finish him off even quicker this was this was the issue that until that point i was doing it for allah taala but after he spat on me it became my personal issue i became more angry but now i would have been doing it for my nafs or can we imagine on the spot in that split second this was that scale that was developed inside that it could weigh the matter in moments which side of the scale is tipping is it the side of the nafs or the side of what is valid is happening for allah taala so now because in that one instant it became clear that now the nafs has crept in because the nafs will tempt the nafs will still provoke so in that instant this was weighed and as a result he moved away now this is that muntahi that he can very quickly on the spot he can weigh it what is valid what is not and the half of allah taala is in front so the muqtadi for a period of time he has to just suppress that anger across the board if it is something that some aspect of deen has been the line has been crossed he cannot leave that now that he must suppress his anger don't attend to it no he'll attend to it he'll advise in a good way he'll advise with compassion and kindness whatever is necessary to do but he still won't vent anger he won't raise his voice he'll keep finding ways and means of keeping everything online but he will suppress that anger up to a point where these internal maladies have been resolved have been if not resolved have been rectified and he is now under control then now he will differentiate immediately and wait valid to the proportion is necessary hazrat shah abdul ghani pulpuri rahmatullah alai on one occasion one khadim of his 
he probably erred or something. And Hazrat scolded him. And he scolded him a bit harshly. In any case, that person, he didn't say anything, obviously. And then, later in the day, he, after some time, he left to go back to his place, to his house. It was the latter part of the day, Hazrat suddenly says that, look, I scolded him, but that was out of necessity because this mistake of his required that he be reprimanded, because this was a recurring thing. But I reprimanded him more than was necessary. So this is something that was wrong. Now can we imagine, this, this is that muhasaba. We discussed muhasaba and daily we should be doing some muhasaba at the beginning of the etikaf. This is muhasaba now. A person, one one action of his, he is now taking stock of it. That where was this really like, which side of the scale? On the side of what is valid, what is correct, on the side of something that crossed the line. So now he said, look, this is clear to me now that I reprimanded him more than what was necessary. So he now left to go and ask him for forgiveness immediately. Now he is the sheikh of the time, person who is of a very high rank and caliber. This is somebody who is his junior, very junior. He leaves immediately to go to his house. Now that was a road that he was very familiar with. But it was through the cane fields or whatever fields there was there. But now again this is the thing that this half of Allah Ta'ala at that time overwhelmed him in such a way that Hazrat forgot the road. It was some place that he was familiar with where this person lived. And as a result, he got lost in a familiar place. And he started taking some wrong turns in those fields. As a result, he got very delayed. And he reached there almost, like now he left hours before, he reached close to Maghrib time. So now when he reached close to Maghrib time and came to the door of this person, this person opened the door and he sees, oh, met him outside and he's shocked. That Hazrat is here at this time. He says, no, I came to ask you for forgiveness. Hazrat, you came to ask me for forgiveness? What forgiveness you came to ask me? I reprimanded you earlier. That was something necessary to do because for your benefit, for your Islam, for your rectification, but it was overstepping the mark. I did it more than was necessary. So that was something not valid. Therefore, I have come to ask you for forgiveness. Hazrat, what forgiveness are you asking for? I am your khadim, I am your slave. If you reprimanded me, if you even hit me too, that was valid. He says, I am not leaving from here till you tell me that you have forgiven me. So he now, he's being instructed to say it in those words. He says, that's the only way that's going to resolve this. It's all, there's nothing that there is to forgive because there was no offense taken to it. But if that's what's going to please your heart, then for the sake of Allah Ta'ala, I say, I forgive you. So now, after this person said that, he returns. But then the other part of this, of this from his level, undertaking all this effort for somebody that was his junior in this way, and who didn't even take any offense to it, but that muhasaba he made. 
And he felt this too was something that needs to be sorted out now. Can't leave it for tomorrow when he comes. But what was the in-arm of that? According to the closeness somebody has with Allah Ta'ala, then the effort they make, Allah Ta'ala rewards accordingly too. That same night, he sees in a dream that he is riding on boat. And then, close by suddenly, there is another boat. In that boat, he is seeing in this dream, Nabi Islam says in the Hadith Sharif, that Man ra'ani fil manami faqad ra'ani fa inna shaitana la yatamassalubi The person who sees me in a dream, that is a true dream, because shaitan cannot impersonate me. He cannot adopt my appearance in any way. So he sees in a dream that Nabi Islam is riding the other boat and with him is Hazrat Ali radiallahu ta'ala. And Nabi Islam is saying to Hazrat Ali radiallahu ta'ala that bring the boat of Abdul Ghani and bring it close to our boat. So Ali reaches out and he pulls that boat closer. And as these two boats get next to each other, wooden boats, so they clang or they knock each other. And that sound of that knock, he says, as that now in the dream now, this knocked and then opened his eyes. He says that sound was so pleasurable and it remained with him for a long, long time. Every time his mind would reflect on this, it would just fill his heart up with such pleasure and joy that cannot be described. Now this was the in'am and the reward from Allah Ta'ala. Allah Ta'ala rewards. Now somebody is looking for some pleasure in some this and that and Allah forbid futile things and haram things. It's just a kind of deception that there will ever be pleasure in it. It is just sugar-coated poison which just on the tip of the tongue might just taste a little sweet as soon as it starts rolling down the throat, it's already burning the throat. Real pleasure is enjoyed by the Ahlullah. Now can you imagine somebody whose heart is filled with that joy, of that clanging of those boats in the dream, and that sound in his, is in his mind and heart, and he can hear that sound in his mind. What can describe that pleasure? All the pleasures of dunya cannot compare one fraction to that. Not that this is an objective in itself for a person to now be aspiring that I must get some dream or I must have some kind of spiritual ecstasy etc. That is not the object at all. If a person his whole life didn't experience any such thing, that's not any deficiency. The yardstick of progress, the yardstick of a person getting closer to Allah Ta'ala is his amal. Is he fulfilling his amal and what is the quality of the amal? And he is refraining from haram. He is refraining from the disobedience of Allah Ta'ala. That is the yardstick of judging progress. If he is doing these things, he didn't experience one thing in his life in terms of anything, any feelings, etc. That doesn't mean anything. One person wrote to the Sanvi Rahmatullah I just cannot cry. Hazrat wrote, very good. Ajib, he was expecting that he will get some prescription that okay, you do this, so you do that, and inshallah then you'll find that you can probably cry, etc. It's not very good. He says, if you had been able to cry, what do you know, that it might start putting you into ujb. So right now your heart is crying, that's good enough. Because that is the real crying. Your heart is crying over your 
inability to shed tears in front of Allah Ta'ala, those tears of the heart are more valuable. And that is the real cry, the cry of the heart. If the cry of the heart is there, then if there's no external tears, that is not something in a person's control. That is sometimes, somebody, it happens more easily, somebody not so easily, that's not in a person's control, it's not something to worry about. What is to worry about is the heart crying. Is the heart crying in front of Allah Ta'ala. What I did, that pain of the heart, and that deep feeling of the heart, that what I did was wrong, that regret, that remorse in the heart. See, the heart is crying, that is the main thing. And as far as the external crying, that Nabi Salaam made it very, very simple and straightforward. That, ibku, cry in front of Allah Ta'ala, fa'illam tabku fatabakaw. And if you can't bring yourself to cry, then adopt the appearance of a crying person, sufficient. Nothing more required. No need to make any special effort to now induce some crying. But yes, the heart must cry. So, this is something which the yardstick of judging progress, Allah Ta'ala has made it possible for everybody to judge his own progress too. That it's amal and staying away from haram. This is happening, he's progressing. So this was the aspect we are discussing that for the muptadi, for the person who is still starting off, he needs to, for a period of time, till everything comes well under control, he needs to suppress that anger across the board. And together with one is suppressing that anger, but it has to be coupled with these muraqabas. Has to be coupled with this repeatedly reminding oneself that I'm going to do this solely for the pleasure of Allah Ta'ala. Otherwise, he'll start suppressing it, but doing it grudgingly. That now, I've got no choice in the matter, because I have to now give a report back every week, that did I vent my anger. So now he's doing it grudgingly. Then that won't last for long, and it will then explode, it'll explode in such a way, it'll make Qaza fall the past. So all the days that he was suppressing it, then this will all just come out one time. But when he's doing it sincerely for the pleasure of Allah Ta'ala, and each time that Allah Ta'ala gives him the tawfiq to suppress that anger, then he makes shukar on that also. Allah, this is not my doing, not my ability, it's not my effort, this is your grace. He makes shukar upon it also. Then now he's not bottling it, he's banking it. He's banking the reward of that amal in the bank of Akhirat. Then there won't be a, just everything getting bottled up and the risk of it exploding somewhere and making qaza of all the past. So this is the ilaj that Hazrat gave, that a person should adopt this ilaj and inshallah this will rectify the problem. اپنی اصلاح کی فکر مقدم رکھے فرمایا کہ بری ضرورت اس کی ہے کہ ہر شخص اپنی فکر میں لگے اور اپنے اعمال کی اصلاح کرے آج کل یہ مرض عام ہو گیا ہے عوام میں بھی خواص میں بھی کہ دوسروں کی تو اصلاح کی فکر ہے اور اپنی خبر نہیں that is something that we will continue with. But, where a person becomes concerned about that this person needs to sort this out, 
and that person needs to sort that out, and that person has got this problem, so you need to sort him out, but in the process forgets himself. He is worried about himself, hardly anything, and worried about everybody else, very much. So this is not going to help him. He needs to become more concerned about himself, yes, where there is an opportunity to advise somebody in some good, you will advise the person also. Muslih ko maraz ki ittilaq kab kare? Farmaya ki jab koi maraz ya yaad aajave, is ko foran note kar liya. Or ek hafta tak dekha ke wo zail hua ya nahi. Agar zail na hua, to nafs ko aur mohlat na de, balki muslih ko ittilaq kar de. But when should a person inform his muslih of a problem? As soon as he detected the problem, Sometimes there are problems that carry on, but a person hasn't even realized this was a problem. Now he heard some dini talk, he read some kitab, or somehow he became conscious of it, that this is a problem. As soon as he becomes conscious of it, he should make note of it. And now, leave it for a week, to see that now, is this something that is... Now, because he became conscious of it, he probably will make some effort to try and bring this under control. One week has passed, it's still not under control, it's still not rectified. Now he should not procrastinate any further. This will now be the deception of nafs and shaitan. That he's procrastinating. There is this deep inclination towards some haram now. And it's growing. So now he should not delay that further. Now he should immediately inform. This is now where they are, these are referring to internal ailments. If a person is getting himself caught up in some guna, then he shouldn't give himself a second chance. Meaning one time this happened, he tried to sort it out, and then he fell into it again. Then this is now a time to immediately inform, and not to delay beyond that. Allah Ta'ala give us a tawfiq, that all these aspects that have been mentioned, Allah Ta'ala enable us to make amal upon it, to rectify all our inner ailments, and make us grant us complete Islam and Tazkiyah. Wa akhiru da'wanan, alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. Subhanallah, bihamdi, subhanakallah, bihamdi. Nashadu Allah, ilahi rabbil alameen.